so glad that you're here. This is Karina Michelle, and welcome to Coffee with Karina. Okay, so this chat is part of our Inspirational Women in Hollywood series, and I'm here with Lacey Kalani and Jenna Camo of Casting Depot. Ladies, welcome. Hi, thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. So I'm going to jump right in. I have to say, I love this idea that you guys came up with. I've been on both sides of this. So as an actor and a producer, and I can see how I could, you know, really like streamline the process, just make it easier all around. But could you tell us a little bit about how it works? Yeah. Jenna, do you want to talk to that? Yeah. So what we set out to do with Casting Depot was, you know, first, if I can say we really, I mean, we use casting sites a lot. Um, And, you know, we see it as our job to use every resource available to us. And working on different kinds of projects, whether it's a digital project or it's casting for um, a linear series, we just found that we were really hitting a wall. We'd use one site and we'd want X, Y, and Z out of it. We'd go to another site and you know it could do one thing and it couldn't do another. And we really hit a wall and, and just thought, why can't we just have all of these great aspects in one place? Mm-hmm. And where is the community for people? For talent, for people who want to be on stage, on screen, voiceover talent, where is their community that's all together in one? Because if you're an actress working in theater, who says you don't also want to work in voiceover? Right, right. And that's for them to kind of make up their mind or the agents involved or how does that kind of work? It's more so that why do you have to go to five different sites to get all this different work? Why can't it all just live in one place? Why can't you do scripted and unscripted in one place? Who says that you can't? Yeah, no, that makes total sense. It really does. Because the industry is like that and it's just kind of gets really cluttered and you get all these emails from different sites and it gets confusing, you know, it really does. So that makes sense. Yeah, especially, oh my God, yes, the emails from so many different sites. (laughs) Right, and then you you put them in a junk mail and then you forget and then you don't get them. So yeah, I totally get it. It's also a lot of subscriptions to manage. And I think also for the, for the casting director side, seeing the way that we work and, and the way that you work on teams, none of these sites did anything to make our process easier, to make our workflow easier. It was, it was more just, here's X, Y, and Z, and you have to figure it out. And so it was, again, just hitting a wall with, with why can't this be, why isn't this easier? Why, are, right. why, is, why, is this, why am I jumping through hurdles to, in, in my workflow process? And I mean, that's really what, we, what we're setting out to do with Casting Depot. One for the casting directors, just helping manage that entire workflow so that you're not giving your personal number to, right. to someone. And one of the things we're doing is live video calls within the platform. That was um, my next question. Yeah. Is that available to do? So you're not driving. I drove around LA for like 10 years. I know it like the back of my hand. So it's not something that you can do, I guess, with the videos. Yeah. And even just, awesome. you know, the industry's standard was what a lot of people used was Skype, but there were so right. many people even just like working in a game show, right? Someone who had never used Skype before then getting them right. with it and downloading and, and putting your username in. And there were just so many little extra steps that you had to do. And you're thinking, I just want to get this person on tape. So just little things like that to just make the entire workflow process easier for both yeah. sides. That makes sense. So, so what got you guys, did you always know you wanted to be in casting or what kind of brought you to this specific career path? Yeah, I mean, for me, my background prior to casting was in business and business affairs. And like I mentioned in the article for you guys that mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to work in an animation 
with an animation company. And at the time, I had known nothing about casting and development. I just yes. knew that I wanted to get my foot in the door. <laughs> people do. Yes. And the minute that I stepped into the studios, I fell in love. There was nothing more dreamier than walking in and feeling like, wow, anything that I can imagine, I can make. And from there, my boss at the time had encouraged me to go and cast for other types of content. So unscripted, you know, scripted, film and all that great stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's where my career essentially flourished. And I'm lucky to have gone on that path because I would have never met Jenna. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say, because you guys both had great jobs in Hollywood before this, big companies. What was it that kind of sparked, you know, the new journey for you both to where you were both like, okay, we need to do this ourselves. We can do a much better job. Or how did that I'm kind of come the record? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, it's funny. Jenna and I were working together on a project and we were looking around the room, we were looking at each other, and we had that typical startup moment of, I think we as a team can do yeah. this better and for ourselves and be the only girls at the table. So that's, that's where awesome. the partnership blossomed, and we wanted it really badly, and we made it happen. And it's crazy trying to build a business, but luckily when you both come from really strong backgrounds and you have an idea of what the vision is and you have a friend on your team, like mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of what sparked and created the path for success for us. Awesome. Yeah. Now that's great. I love that. And I feel like when you have a partner, a strong partner like that, you know, when things get tough, they kind of build you up and vice versa. Yeah. You know, you kind of keep each other going, right? Jenna <laughs> and I are each other's biggest hype men. Oh, so, and that, that helps, you know, when things are tough or things are great, we, we hype each other up all the time. Yeah. And I, I loved what you guys said about, you said something like, you're going to mess up and that's okay. And I feel like that's such a great thing because it's, you know, there's always things that can go wrong and that's pretty much how you learn. So we'd love to hear more about that or a story about it if you have one. Gosh. <laughs> Just a story? <laughs> yeah, anything that relates to that, you know, I mean, messing up or learning, learning the hard way, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think for me, like when I started out, my first job was in conflict TV, and it was just absolute. It was like booking boot camp and production boot camp, um, and there were just, you know, it's a fast-paced environment, and if you you're going to walk in on day one and you're not going to know what to do. And you are going to tell a guest the wrong thing. You're going to mess up on travel. You're going to... Oh, there's so many not, things, right? There's so many different things. Yeah. And it's almost like you can't... You have these introductory meetings, but you can't prepare someone for every little bump along the way. And it's mm-hmm. just managing that. You know, you're going to hit hiccups, managing that. And then you'll get to a point where you know what the day's tasks are and you'll know the five things that are already going to go wrong. Yeah, you brace yourself. <laughs> yeah, you brace yourself and you can plan for them. And yeah. hopefully avoid some of that. Exactly. No, I feel you on that for sure. Yeah, um, and I, I feel like sometimes when we start in this industry, you know, they walk in and they expect you, you know, sometimes you'll work with people that just expect you to know every single thing. And, and yeah. it's okay to, to walk in, especially as a newbie on set and, and not know everything. And you're going to learn it though. You know, you yes. can yeah. take your surroundings in and you'll get it. Yeah, I, I think on set too, you just pick it up so fast, you know, because there's so much going on. And I think you can just like take all of that in and, and learn, you know, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how many stories I'm allowed to say from. from. <laughs> <laughs> there was a cake story, I remember. If you guys oh. want to tell that, I loved the cake story. So. Uh-huh. 
the cake story was awful. Oh. Uh, so I, <laughs> I, I, I had, so this was after my first role in animation. It was my first role after that, then in Unscripted. And naturally people in Unscripted are very loud, yeah. you know, excitable people. <laughs> and I'm, I am not that person. So no. my boss at the time, she was a C-suite executive and all I wanted to do was impress her. She didn't know my name after working, you know, eight weeks, 12 weeks being like wow. the longest running intern working for that company. Oh my <laughs> God. She finally comes up to me and she gives me a task. She asked me to go get a cake for an employee's birthday. And I said, no worries. I will be right back. And I was like super excited to be able to have a five second conversation with her. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I take her card. I go downtown. This was in Manhattan. And so I had to take the subway. I go to the cake store. I go to the customer service person. They give me the order and I don't check the order. And so uh-huh. I take it because all I was concerned with was completing a task in right. time, uh, just because that's who I am. <laughs> and yeah. I take the cake, I rush back onto the subway, I you know run back into the building, which was in the middle of Times Square. And so I end up you know, taking the elevator up, I put the cake on her desk, she's not in the office, and I walk away and I'm like, whew, I did that in <laughs> half an hour, she got a test, she will always know my name. And yeah. I sit down on my desk and I hear this curdling scream, like this awful screech. And she comes over to me. She embarrasses me in front of the entire office and then goes on to explain that the cake was delivered upside down. Oh my God. Oh, (laughs) poor thing. It was awful. It was bright red. I wanted to cry. Um, She did that with a lot of people. And, you know, looking back at that, that was my first lesson of due diligence and always trying work and you learn so, oh it's not your fault though that's that's awful I've you know what though I've actually had similar experiences on set where like I've gone to pick up food you know and bring it back or someone else and you know it's not the right order and I've seen people kind of lose it and this is like over like you know a side of french fries or something so I get it I totally get it and it, it happens and it shouldn't really but fries are very important. You know, they are, you know, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Oh my God. Yeah. So, wow. That's crazy. So do you have any words of advice for others who may want to embark on this career path in entertainment? General, like, and either of you, either of you. Yeah. Own. I mean, it's funny because I feel as though it's, it's the same advice for whether you want to work behind the camera or in front of it. Mm-hmm. You have to keep putting yourself out there. You know, every job posting that you see, you have to just keep submitting your resume, keep submitting your resume. Every casting call that you see, you have to keep applying, keep applying, keep applying. And then, you know, if you're getting to a friction point where, why aren't I not getting the next job? Why am I not moving up from PA to AP or AP to producer? If I'm not moving up from unpaid gigs to paid gigs, right? It's, I think, identifying those friction points and then what can you do differently? Right. To make yourself stand out too. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of network, you know, if the networking you're doing, if that's not working, reassess, is it your resume? Is it, is it new headshots? Is it, it's just, I think not getting down on yourself Mm -hmm. and taking a step back, having a clear mind, looking at what, what are you doing? What's the friction point and what can you, how can you divert and do some and change? Right. Like reinventing yourself, I think over time too, is so important too. And yeah, just staying fresh in their minds, I guess. People would always say that. I know casting would always say, you gotta stay fresh in their minds. But. Yeah, I gotta stay fresh in their minds. Yeah, <laughs> I think in scripted where it's like, 
and unscripted, it, it, sometimes it's kind of a little different. It's a different world because if you're, you know, looking for first-time homeowners for a show, it's not necessarily going for actors in that sense. Right, right, right. But, yeah. That makes sense. So how about any self-care routines or practices that you both do to help stay calm and insane, especially right now, the last few months? I know, it's tough. Mm -hmm. I think for me, you know, Jenna and I do a lot of development that pumps out of our company. So think, you know, people that write TV show ideas and pitch it to the networks and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. I think self-care when you have a career path specifically in that is extremely important because you need to be able to get up and walk away from your work. Otherwise, you know, you're never going to be able to produce the best. So I know for me, I do the things that make me happy, such as going to small mom and pop coffee shops. Mm-hmm. I have three small dogs, so I take them on walks often. I also play soccer. So or pre-COVID, Right, right. Yeah, which was like my outlet, and it's funny. Oh my gosh! I know. I I would bring my cleats to the office, and you know, you know, it's time to go when I'm like putting on my (laughs) when you're ready my stuff, and I, you know, Jenna's looking at me like, oh, time to go. (laughs) My game sometimes too, which is great. But uh, doing those things that really just make you happy and remove you from everything is the best form of self care. Yeah, for sure. I will add to that and say a great form of self-care is going to your friend's game, even if you're really yes, them on. support. He's <laughs> the loudest one in the stands every day. Really? Great, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. You guys really cheer each other on. I can tell. It's great energy between you both. Yeah, I really love it. That's awesome. How about like favorite life lesson quotes and why? Mm. I would say, I mean, it's so cheesy and corny. I feel like but be kind to everyone that you meet. And not just for the fact that you never know who you'll meet, not just to get yourself ahead, because I think that, you know, obviously when you're kind to someone, it, it will stay with them, but for your own self to know that that's the energy that you're putting out into the world. Mm-hmm. I agree. Very thin person, you know, <laughs> kidding. Yeah, no, I love that. I think it's important. And also kind of, you, you're like passing that energy along. So hopefully the next person, you know, you would think would also pass on that kindness too. And it's kind of like a chain of events. Especially on set, when yes. there's one less person yelling. <laughs> right? I know. Okay, <laughs> one I, less person angry. <laughs> yes. No, that's awesome. So, Jenny, you talked about surrounding yourself with the right people and people who inspire and challenge you. Could you elaborate on how that has helped you in your own life? I think it's really surrounding yourself with people that believe in you and people that bring you up. Even, I mean, with Lacey and I, we do say that we are each other's biggest cheerleaders. And when you feel like you've hit a wall and, and feel like you don't have good ideas anymore or something's not working, it's, it's just really taking a step back and, and looking at the people that you have in your life and who brings you up and who do you want to spend your time with. And then who do you want to give your time to? You want to surround yourself with people that bring value to your life and you want to add to theirs as well. Right. Um, and I think it's that 50-50 partnership in that not just taking from someone and not, not just, just I'll take yeah yeah exactly. that can just you know bring you up yeah so so what's next for you guys where do you see yourselves heading from here yeah well it's exciting we launched our marketplace about four weeks ago now and it's been extremely successful We've onboarded to date about 2,000 users. We have about 100 production companies and we have castings from the major networks, uh, Netflix, Quibi, Amazon Prime, uh, TLC. And 
with that, we have an incredible team. It's Jenna and myself and our CTO, Brad, who has essentially built what is what was our vision to create this professional network for casting. So over the next 18 months, you'll see Casting Depot evolve and implement mm-hmm. user feedback and eventually encompass the entire HR system for casting. So that's Jenna and I's and Brad's uh, baby. And mm-hmm. that's going to be our sole focus over the next 18 months. Awesome. Well, I will definitely keep an eye on the site. It looks great. And as I say, I love the idea. I love that it's just a one-stop shop. Like you guys said, it makes it so much easier for everyone. So uh, yeah. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. And yeah, hopefully talk to you again. If you'd like to join, we can offer you a lifetime discount. Yes. All right. All right. Sounds good. Hey, thanks for listening. This is Karina Michelle, and you've been listening to Coffee with Karina. We are having a great time just talking and having some coffee, and I hope you're having fun too. So if you like what you hear, check out some of our other episodes, and we hope to see you back here next time.